Celebrity voice impersonation, not an endorsement. Why go to a single furniture store when you can go to Big Sandy Superstore? Shop and compare America's top five mattress brands, plus Nectar and Purple. And choose from over 22,000 in-stock appliances from the top brands at the guaranteed lowest price. Or furnish the room of your dreams with a large selection of American-built furniture. With financing plans for just about anyone, there's nowhere else quite like it. Big Sandy Superstore. This is the smell of a warm three-day-old egg salad sandwich in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag with new Fabuloso Lemon Scent. Hefty, hefty, hefty! <sighs> smell the difference? When life gives you stinky, get Hefty Ultra Strong with new Fabuloso Lemon Scent. It smells like clean, freshly picked lemons. So no matter what's inside your trash, you can stop the stink and smell the lemon. Good morning, angels. Welcome back to Morning Ray. I'm your host, Lanny or Alana Ray, whatever you want to call me. I think you guys are going to really enjoy today's episode. As per usual, the guest on today's pod has been very highly requested by many of you. And I'm so excited to have Noam at Noam Reader Wellness on Instagram, previously at wellness underscore MD on the pod. But until Noam comes on, let's do our segments because I have some tea and tips to spill. Okay, so let's start with our weekly intention. So my intention for this week is to schedule my time even though I'm off from school on break and I'm not working as much right now because my city is back on lockdown for 28 days. So till January 12th, I'll be working less hours, approximately 12 hours at most per week from my original 26 that I have been working for the past few weeks around 20. So my plan is to schedule my time. I did this this past week for about four out of the five weekdays and it really helped me stay sane and feel productive. And I know that like with everything going on right now, it can be really hard to make your days kind of have meaning. So I find that having a routine and set routine, whether it be the same every day or a little bit different, really helps me feel mentally clear and physically because I noticed today I didn't have a set schedule. I didn't really set any times or anything and I kind of just felt like sluggish and unproductive, unmotivated. So this just showed to me that for next week, I really want to make sure that I'm scheduling my time and being productive and efficient with what I'm scheduling. Obviously, I'm going to still let myself rest and take it easy, but I think this is the best way for me to kind of cope in this period of uncertainty. By doing this, I was able to get a lot done in terms of my podcast, socials, and not getting caught up in scrolling mindlessly on social media or binge watching YouTube and Netflix. I mean, I did watch and finish Queen's Gambit in two to three days. I can't really remember how long it took me, but I really did notice a difference in how I felt mentally and physically. And it also really helped keep my screen time down, which you guys know was one of my intentions either last week or the week before. My average this week has been around six hours per day. And if you remember, it was at like nine, maybe even 10 the week before and the weeks leading up to this week. So I would say that is progress and I want to keep going with that and keep my screen time down on my phone. I mean, it went up on my computer, but I'm a lot more mindful of what I'm doing on my computer and I'm not just mindlessly scrolling on Instagram or TikTok when I'm on here so I don't mind spending hours on my computer if it's being productive. So what did my therapist say this week? We were talking a lot about comparison and how it can impact our self-esteem, our self-confidence, our own relationship with ourselves and both physically and mentally. When we compare, we tend to shine the spotlight on things that we are comparing ourselves to and kind of putting ourselves in the dark. So kind of picture like how the moon is the only thing really light in the sky at night because the the sun is shining directly on the moon and not on the earth. This was actually something that my therapist Tamar said to help me understand the concept a bit better. So we tend to praise who we're comparing ourselves to and then forget about what we have and what's uniquely special about ourselves, which can really make us feel poorly about ourselves and lower our self-esteem and make us feel as if we're not worthy or as good as the person we're comparing ourselves to or maybe the things that we are comparing. Not all comparison is bad. I mean, you can be looking at someone who is super productive or 
is really great at expressing their opinions or knows exactly what they want. And those can be good things and can be self-motivating, but it's bad when you're putting yourself in the darkness and you're kind of forgetting about who you are, how you've gotten there and what you are able to bring to the table. So what Tamar said is to shift the spotlight to feature both of us, both of the things that you're comparing yourself to and yourself. So for example, take what you aspire to be like from that person, say it's their confidence and their opinions and choices and kind of apply that to yourself without putting yourself down. Know that you can grow to be just like that person and maybe not just like them, but be yourself and have similar characteristics that you're aspiring to have without putting yourself down. Now on to my weekly tip. I had a little bit of difficulties kind of thinking of a weekly tip, but this is a weekly tip that I also want to take into consideration and apply myself. So I guess it kind of also fits into a weekly intention. That is to get fresh air and sunlight. It's really easy, especially now being in the winter months and it being really cold here in Canada and gloomy most days to want to stay inside and stay cozy and locked up and not get any fresh air and not get any sunlight directly on your skin. I mean, if nature decides to cooperate because it is gloomy a lot, but right now it's blue, clear skies, and super sunny. For me, being outside, and I'm sure a lot of other people, it's a total mood booster, as Lauren Elizabeth would say. So try to get outside, try to get some fresh air on your lunch break or in the morning, maybe strive for midday when it's a bit warmer out. But not only are you getting some vitamin D, but it really helps refresh your mindset and re-energize you to take on the rest of your day. And a little sunlight and fresh air can go a long way. It's always good to move a little, stretch and walk and disconnect. So grab your AirPods, your headphones, put a podcast on. Maybe it's mine. Maybe you're listening to it right now as you're outside on your walk and just disconnect a little. You can even go without anything. I've gone on walks without my phone even, and I've kind of just focused on myself, my thoughts and nature surrounding me. Now on to my current faves. Feel free to share your current faves with me on Instagram, either tagging at Lanny B Fit or the Morning Ray podcast. So my first favorite is my new favorite recipe for a protein powder-free green smoothie. You know, I'm obsessed with my new zest protein. So this is a big deal. I've decided to cut out all processed plant proteins out of my diet temporarily. Think like protein powders, bars, tofu, tempeh, all the stuff that is kind of pre-packaged and processed. I just feel that they're not really serving me right now and I'm working with a nutritionist actually. Her name is Kayla at Be Well with Kayla on Instagram. To navigate through this, I've known Kayla since I've started Lanny Me Fit and since she's gone to school for nutrition, she's currently in school to be a naturopath. I really wanted to work with her. I love what she is sharing on social media and what her approach is all about and I feel that it suits me really well and will be super helpful. But anyways, on to the green smoothie recipe. I've been sharing this on my Instagram for a few days now. This recipe is bomb and the inspo totally comes from Kayla. So all credits to her, but here it is. I highly recommend. So you want to do frozen banana and mango. I do about a full frozen banana and about half a cup of mango, one to two handfuls of baby spinach, a baby cucumber, around two tablespoons of hemp hearts. That's where the protein's coming from for the majority. That's around 10 grams of protein if you want to put an amount on it. A little flaxseed for healthy fats and fiber, a little maca powder, cinnamon, a sprinkle of spirulina. You don't want to put too much and some cashew milk and also a pitted medjool date for some sweetness. I really like the smoothie and let me know if you try it. Definitely tag me if you do. My second favorite for this week is my Princess Polly sweater. Clearly, I like Colorado because I also have a Brandy Melville t-shirt, like a crop t-shirt with Colorado written on it, but I swear, guys, the sweater, you need it. I got it in a size 8 because I wanted to be oversized. They were also limited on sizes when I was purchasing it, but I'm really not mad about it. I think a 6 would probably fit me better for like a perfect oversized fit, but I'm so content with the 8 and I don't regret it at all. It's oversized, but not to the point where you're drowning in it. It still is cute and fashionable. If you guys want to order it, I do have a discount code with Princess Polly. It's just 20 Alana 20 Alana A-L-L-A-N-A for 20% off. I'll have the sweater link and the discount code in the show notes just so it's super easy and accessible for you guys. But I love wearing this 
little crew neck sweater with leggings, particularly my new aligns and French press. Yes, I did pick them up since the last podcast. They are a stunning queen espresso brown. And that brings me on to my third and final favorite of the week. But that is my espresso brown nails. I got them done last week. Well, I guess when you're listening to this two weeks ago, a week and a half. Sadly, my right pointer finger broke and we're in prime time lockdown. But what are you going to do? I got this color called That's What Friends Are Thor, Thor as in T-H-O-R by OPI in their shellac line. It actually matches the Lululemon French press color exactly. Like it's crazy. It's the same exact color. I highly recommend and I feel that it looks really nice on my nails. I have this nice almond shape going on. I've been into almond. But before I welcome Noam onto the pod, I just want to give a little disclaimer about the sound. We had some recording issues. I swear me and Noam are a little cursed because the first time we recorded this, which was actually over a month ago when we started the pod and her episode was supposed to go up a lot sooner and it just didn't because the audio kept cutting out and then we had audio issues again. So you'll notice the first part of the interview with Noam sounds a little different than the rest. It might be slightly lower quality. Noam might sound a little quieter, but we're learning and this is a learning process and you're totally on the journey with us and you're coming along for the ride. I hope you guys still enjoy the podcast and now let's bring Noam onto the pod. So I'm here with Noam. Welcome to the pod, Noam. Hello, everyone. I'm so excited to be here. So excited to have you on. So for those who don't know you, who are you? Where are you from? And what is your zodiac sign? My name is Noam. I am a second year medical student. I am from Toronto, originally from Israel, though. I moved when I was a kid. I also run a health and wellness Instagram page, very similar to Alana, really. (laughs) So I kind of do that alongside med school stuff and kind of have the best of both worlds. And my zodiac sign is a Gemini, and I'm honestly the most stereotypical Gemini you'll ever meet. Not in a bad way. Like, I'm definitely not two-faced. I don't think I could actually lie to save my life, but I have, like, two total different personalities. And it's honestly been kind of fun learning to, like, balance them both. But, yeah, that's me. I love Gemini's and I love being friends with you because you never know what you're going to get. <laughs> <laughs> when you notice it too. <laughs> but then again, my moon sign is Gemini and my therapist picked up on that. We love a good therapist. We do. So when did you start your Instagram and TikTok and what kind of led you to want to start one? So basically I started my Instagram way, way long ago. I started it like during high school with one of my friends at this time actually and we just started like basically posting our recipes on Instagram because we were like 16 and bored and thought it was cute and like honestly it was like it was really cute of like 16 year old now but then it just kind of dwindled off and she like stopped posting so I texted her one day I'm like I'm just gonna like take over the account like I hope that's cool and she's like go ahead have the best time but then I kind of stopped it was a combination of being busy and not realizing it was a priority but I think also just like people's just judgments and like negative attitude towards it like I never out front had someone say anything bad to my face at all but like I could sense myself like people just didn't get it like why do you care so much about like health and wellness like why aren't you just like eating pizza with us whatever yeah I let it get to my head which like I'm not proud of at all and it's something I've totally worked on and I think I've gotten really good at kind of just ignoring what people think of me yeah that's kind of why I started it when I stopped I stopped for like a few years and then I was in medical school I'd gotten in and I love medical school, but I was kind of just missing some like creative outlet in my life and just wanted to just be more holistic in my approach to health and wellness that I felt like I wasn't entirely getting from medical school. So I restarted my account, renamed it, rebranded, <laughs> and it's been great since. I feel like once I kind of set my mind to like, I'm doing this and I'm doing it right, and I don't care what people think, like it's just been such a wonderful experience. Regardless of numbers or followers or anything like that, I've just felt that it's been so successful for me and my growth, and, like, that's all that really matters. I feel like for me, too, even though the followers are nice, having that feedback or, like, positive reinforcement that what you're doing is right by people following, it's been a really Mm -hmm. big way for me to kind of journal in a way before I even started to journal And to really be able to find myself and what I Mm -hmm. like and also to connect with people whose values are more aligned 
with my own than girls and like other people that I had met before at school and everything so Mm -hmm, totally yeah I like literally posted a story today being like I'm just so grateful to have met not necessarily like friends from Instagram but I get the most lovely messages from my followers not even just like support me but also just like giving me their opinions on topics that I talk about that are just so insightful and I just feel so privileged to get to learn from so many people I was talking to my boyfriend about this today because his brother sent him a screenshot of one of my posts like jokingly in a very nice way kind of like poking fun at it which like I totally take well but then I was saying to him I'm like there's always going to be people who don't like what you do but like I'd rather have 10 people not like what I do but also be able to impact and change 10 people's lives than be boring and not be myself and change zero people's lives and of course you don't want to be controversial like I don't think I do anything bad people might just think I'm like annoying but whatever (laughs) I don't really care how did you get to that mindset because you said originally like you let your friends' opinions or judgments mm-hmm. about your social media page and about like your lifestyle choices because partying and eating fast food and maybe not eating like the best in university is like a huge part of the culture how did you kind of overcome that like bump in the road the biggest thing for me is something that I realized honestly maybe only like the past year or so because again like even when I started my Instagram again maybe the judgment wasn't in the same way as it was in undergrad of being like well, you're lame why are you talking about your feelings on the internet but it was more so like you're in medical school like is that professional is that what people do so there's definitely tons of judgment on that aspect but I kind of took a step back and what I realized is that you don't need to take opinions or judgments or listen to advice from people that you don't want to be like. And this is something I truly just live my life by at this point because everyone is going to have something to say about what you do. And you just need to decide whose opinions are worth listening to and whose aren't. And that's not because the other people are less smart or their opinions are less valid. It's just that their advice is going to help you work towards a life that aligns more so with theirs, right? Because they're most likely giving you advice based off what they would do in the situation. But Mm -hmm. if you look at it for face value and you're like, this person may be a totally great person, but I don't entirely want to be like them. then why should you make decisions that align with their life path instead of just listening to people who you're like, I want to be more like them and taking their advice and working towards being your best self or your best version of yourself or however you want to put it. But you don't need to take everyone's advice. I feel like that's something so simple that we just don't really realize, especially growing up. We think everyone's opinions are valid and maybe they're valid, but that doesn't mean you need to listen to them. Yeah, I feel like that's something I started to realize this year too. And once I've started to kind of choose like quality over quantity with Mm -hmm. whose opinions I seek even, like I'm not going to go and ask someone who I know has zero expertise and say whatever I'm going to post on my Instagram. Like I'm not going to go ask my friend who has no idea what's the point in that. She's going to give her opinion based on the knowledge that she has, which is just like a personal Instagram. Or even like, like you wouldn't ask your friend who has never been in a relationship at all for relationship advice on your boyfriend or whoever you're seeing because they don't have that experience. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. No, for sure. It's like, look, I could look at the people who are like, you shouldn't have a influencer quote-unquote Instagram account in medical school and look these people are really smart and they're probably going to be really great doctors but the thing is is that I not that I don't want to be a doctor but like maybe I want to do other things too and like that's okay but I don't have to become like them just because that's the norm Mm -hmm. so yeah describe yourself in three words this is so tough it's like (laughs) self-bragging which is honestly a little topic but something (laughs) something I've been trying to work on is like being more comfortable not only bragging but also like when people say nice things to you saying thank you like we all are so hesitant to ever talk ourselves up anyways I'm going off on a tangent (laughs) but I would say that I am curious I definitely love learning not only in the academic sense but just learning about people learning about different topics I also would like to hope that I am creative I mean I like to think so and I think what I realized is it doesn't need to be in the standard sense always you don't have to be painting or writing music creativity comes in all forms and it can come whether you're doing a science experiment or you're in business like it really is just kind of a mindset of being an innovator and being different and I think that's something that's both in like my academic career in school and also in like my social media 
presence and stuff like that. I think that definitely is something that aids kind of my progression through that. And the last one, I'd like to think that I'm kind. I think I really try to go out of my way to not only be like neutral to people around me, but to genuinely be nice and give unsolicited compliments and just spread good energy, even if I don't always have it every day. Mm -hmm. But all you can do is try to just like be nice to other people. And I feel like it kind of comes back to you. So maybe those are like my three aspirational things I'd like to describe myself as, but we can go with it. I feel like they're pretty accurate being your friend. (laughs) How did we become friends? I'm sure they want to know. What would you say is our friendship story? So essentially, like, we are from, like, the same neighborhood. We really live, like, five minutes apart. But we went to different high schools, but, like, neighboring high schools. And then when I restarted my Instagram the second time, so while I was an undergrad, Elena had just started with two, like, right around the same time. And, like, of course, like, through the grapevine, we ended up following each other. And then there's, like, that awkward, you're both following each other and, like, all each other's photos, but, like, not talking. And then, like, someone slides in the DMs and whatever. So I feel like that's when, like, initially we became friends, but not, like, super close. And then, like I said, I deleted my Instagram and we didn't talk for a while. Same thing happened all over again last year. But then this time, like, I feel like, I don't know if we both kind of, like, grew more comfortable with making friends online, but I feel like so quickly we became so close. And, like, during quarantine, we were literally like, working out every morning on FaceTime doing, like, BBG. Oh, my um, God. It feels like forever yeah, ago. Was history. <laughs> it honestly kind of was, though. Like, it's been nine months. Isn't that so crazy? No, it's, it's a little fucked. <laughs> yeah, I also remember <laughs> we were talking, and what really, like, was the pivotal point <laughs> in our friendship <laughs> was when we went to Sweat and Tonic for the first time. And then I feel like right. all those workout dates were kind of where it started and then the walks during quarantine and then like Haley started to tag along Haley's the plant eating pig on Instagram mm-hmm. and Aris day and then yeah and we kind of made yeah, like a little friend like, group <laughs> I feel like I got so much closer with so many people online through quarantine just because I honestly like I swear having this Instagram like the self-assertion it sounds was like so great for me at the beginning when you're we all so alone and like so scared and I'm also just a very like outgoing social person like I definitely like my alone time but I need to be with people and I just like was talking to myself on the camera but like so was everyone else on there and then like, <laughs> we all got to know each other so well and like love the sense of community and friendship and it was just so nice I feel like a lot of new girls also join the space and it kind of changed a little bit during quarantine but I like the direction it went in yeah for sure you started to date your boyfriend during quarantine. What was that like? How did you meet him? Spill the tea. It's a good story for sure. I hope he's okay with me telling it. I started quarantine actually like very fresh out of a long-term relationship. I had broken up with my boyfriend of almost two years, like literally two weeks before quarantine started. Obviously not knowing the world was about to shut down and that was a lot to deal with for <laughs> sure. But um definitely everything happens for a reason it was totally amicable so it was quarantine and i was going through a breakup and i was like honestly i'm just gonna download hinge because why not like the platform's out there and if you're not using it guys you're just you're missing out and you're missing out on people because everyone's on there and started talking to a few people obviously like we were in quarantine was kind of just like bored and i love talking to people so it was like let's just like worst case make some friends and we started talking and then we were talking every day and then we were FaceTiming every day and like next thing we knew it was three and a half months later and we still hadn't met because it was quarantine and I am a good girl who follows the government's rules mm-hmm. and he was also he went back to stay with his family who lives about six hours away from where I do so it wasn't even like a, we could go on like a distant walk or something but eventually we were like hey like we need to stop wasting our time or find out if we're wasting our time and meet in person so he drove back from where his family was staying to toronto which is where he was like going to school and we met up and it was definitely a bit awkward at first because i feel like there was so much pressure building up because we were like basically dating but uh not because we never met in real life But then, like, within a few days, I feel like it all kind of, like, went back to, like, how it was on FaceTime and it was just, like, so normal and natural. And then we were, like, literally dating five days later and spent every day together for, like, two weeks. So we went back to his family and it was just weird, but a really good story for sure. (laughs) I remember that. I remember you were so nervous to meet him, like, in person. Petrified. (laughs) Yeah, we went on a walk right before, do you remember, at, like, that nice trail. And I was like, hey, guys, gonna go now. (laughs) 
I was so scared, but yeah, crazy. Now look at you. <laughs> yeah, so now it's been almost six months, which is Oh my god, scary. it's six months. It's not also terrifying. <laughs> like I can't believe how fast time has flown. Holy. I didn't yeah. think it was six months. I thought like maybe like three or four. No, no. Me and him are terrified too for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's just I think it was so nice to get to know someone without any of like the societal pressures of like going out and like when you want to take the next step in a relationship it was funny because that show love is blind was coming out on netflix at the same time when they were like forced to just talk for so long and i kept thinking like i swear that's what i'm going through but then like you actually know someone before you decide to date them or do anything else and it's such a i feel like an experience that like used to be the norm in society but now is like so foreign to people because it's usually the opposite like you hook up with someone and then get to know them yeah i mean Everyone has their own preferences. There's nothing wrong with that. But, like, it's just weird for, for it to be opposite. I'm sure it was nice to kind of have a different experience. And you kind of became friends mm-hmm. before things progressed further, which is nice. Yeah. Oh, and another thing is that I'm maybe me being a little boy crazy. But, like, Lanny can test to this. Like, <laughs> I used to just before we met, when you were still just FaceTiming, I would be like, guys, I have a boyfriend. And then, like, <laughs> she literally would be. And, like, no, no, we're dating like we are and they're like no you're not you've never met and I'm like yeah yeah but like trust me and that's the power of manifestation right there to anyone who doesn't believe in manifestation I just want to say that I manifested myself a boyfriend so I also feel like I gave him to you because I never answered him (laughs) (laughs) funny story guys we found out like after me and him were dating like, I think, Lenny, you were going through your old messages on the app, and you're yeah. like, oh my god, she had matched with him, like, months earlier, and he messaged her saying, hey, and she just never answered. I so just that- never answered, and I think that's what I do on most dating apps, I just never answer. <laughs> Maybe that's why I'm still single. <laughs> You'll get there, you just gotta manifest it, I'm telling okay. you. Just pretend like some guy you barely know is your boyfriend. I have a boyfriend, know. Noam. There we go. The whole world knows now. <laughs> I put it out there. <laughs> Oh my god, we're both crazy, okay. (laughs) I'm literally gonna journal tomorrow, like, when I'm manifesting my shit, I'm gonna be manifesting, like, Elena has a boyfriend. (laughs) Only time will tell. So, what is it like balancing med school and running both your Instagram and your TikTok and now Inclusive Health Collection? What is that like? I've always liked being busy, like, ever since I was in high school, like, I've always liked filling up my day with different things, and that doesn't mean, like, I'm always working, because, like, I genuinely like love posting on Instagram and doing all this kind of stuff like it's fun for me I feel like people ask me like what your hobbies are and like that's what it is but it also happens to be something quote-unquote productive um so I definitely like keeping busy I feel like it's what kind of keeps me motivated is when I have a like a schedule of things to do and if I have the whole day to do something that's kind of when I procrastinate which is maybe a bit opposite to some other people But at the end of the day, like, it's going to be the most annoying advice, but it's honestly about time management and it's about priorities, right? Like, you have the time and you only realize you have the time when you're forced to. And, like, what I mean by that is, like, everyone or almost everyone, at least most, like, college-age students or anyone new into their career or anything like that, like, we're all busy and we all feel like we can't add more to our plate But then an amazing opportunity comes up and you're like, fine, I'll add it to my plate. And somehow it always works out because you realize how you can rearrange your time or be more efficient or multitask, et cetera, et cetera. Like, that's what I mean when I say, like, you don't realize you have the time until, like, your hands are pulled and you have to. Being super busy can make it really easy to fall into a dinner time recipe rut or even with your lunches, any meal, honestly can get you into a rut, especially with a busy schedule this fall. You can keep mealtime exciting with over 40 recipes to choose from every single week, so there's always something delicious to discover with HelloFresh. It's truly a no-brainer. It does all the shopping and meal planning for you. Ingredients arrive at your doorstep pre-proportioned and ready to cook, along with pictured step-by-step recipe cards. It's never been easier. I personally love HelloFresh as a way to get exposure to new recipes, make my life a bit easier as a busy 20-year-old in the city, and I love that it's worry-free, it's super easy, it's convenient, and gets delivered straight 
to my door. Go to HelloFresh.com slash 50Ray and use code 50Ray for 50% off plus free shipping. That's HelloFresh.com slash 50RAE and use code 50Ray, 50RAE for 50% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit. And thank you for sponsoring today's episode of Morning Ray. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So it's an annoying answer, but like, of course, also like using an agenda and making to-do lists, like all of that is super important. But I think another part of it is just being excited about what you do, being passionate about what you do. And when that's true, like you'll find the time if it's something you love. I definitely feel that I'm more productive and can manage my time better when I'm busier. And I think that comes Mm -hmm. from growing up dancing competitively because I would have to fit my schoolwork in around class and dance. So Mm -hmm. I experienced that when I went to university and I wasn't as involved in extracurriculars and I had all this extra time I did find myself procrastinating but now that I have work and then I also schedule in when I'm going to do stuff for my podcast and my Instagram and YouTube etc I'm more on top of myself and I'm able to be more productive and efficient because I have more to do like there's less room to wiggle I guess you could say yeah like you you're just Not that it's um, a bad thing to ever just take time to relax, of course, but it's like when you have things you have to do, you're in the mindset of like, I can't just like scroll on my phone for 20 minutes and you just go and you do. But if you had more wiggle room, you might, let's say, have an extra 30 minutes or even an hour in your day. You're like, okay, I can scroll on my phone for an hour, but then an hour becomes two because like that's what your mindset is. But I'd say just like, don't think that you don't have the time to do something. Like just start and then figure out the rest later, which is, I guess, a little counterintuitive to a lot of other advice. That's like, know what your plan is, know what your goal is. But like, I've always been a kind of person I like to jump into it. Like you mentioned with Inclusive Health Collection, for those who guys you don't know, is like a mini little clothing line I kind of started just to raise money for charity a few months ago and I was literally driving and I got this idea for sweater design and I'm like it'd be such a great way to raise some money for charity and just like do something I'm passionate about and I totally didn't have the time to start a new business venture but because I was excited about it I just made it work I decided to do it and figured out the details later because once you're invested you will figure it out but if you spend time doubting yourself that's when you will just spend years with the same idea festering in your brain and doing nothing about it I feel like that was the same with you in your podcast you were like I'm gonna start one and like the next day you had it and maybe you didn't know all the details on the way of like how am I gonna record is it gonna be successful is it not but like because you already started it's almost like you're not giving your t- your anxiety the time to settle in so then it just doesn't exist yeah was originally my whole plan was like I'm gonna start this in two years when I'm done school and then I just was like one day you know what I'm just gonna do it and here I am and here I am figuring it out and I'm still managing my time and yes there are moments where I feel a little overwhelmed but I know when to step back and just take it a bit easier but it's all about priorities Is there a planner or a time management tool that you find yourself constantly using or grabbing that you can suggest for the listeners? Yeah, I mean, I think I've tried like everything under the moon, really. And I'm a total believer in like organization and scheduling and stuff like that. But I've also learned that I can't overdo it with organization for myself personally, which I think totally varies on the person. But if I'm like too organized and too strict with my schedule to the minute, it almost just stresses me out more because I feel like I'm always over ambitious with my time. And like, I'll say that I can do something in an hour, and then it takes me like an hour and 15. And then your whole day gets pushed back. And that'll like, just make me more stressed. So What I kind of just started to do is I definitely put in anything important that I have to do in my calendar. So of course, like our podcast tonight was on there, all my different meetings today, as well as like if I have to study for something, then I will put it into my calendar. But I try to leave a lot of wiggle room for the other stuff. And then alongside that, what I mostly do is just the night before I go to bed, I make a to-do list for the next day. 
and I really try to minimize how many things I put on there. So I actually do three major tasks and three minor tasks each day. A major task would be something like, let's say, finish studying for the neurology exam. And a minor task would be like, do the laundry or do the dishes or something like that, because your brain just can't comprehend the idea of doing 20 tasks, let alone do you have the time to do so. So even just grouping your tasks into categories, like if you have to study for three different tests, just saying like study for tests as one point, it makes your brain think that like, oh, I don't have three tests to study for, I just have to study kind of playing mind tricks on myself but yeah mostly just to-do lists with three major three minor and then like I'd say like loose scheduling and time blocking it also depends how busy I am that time of year and do you prefer digital or physical when it comes to writing these lists or kind of a mix of both I love writing things down by hand like I think it's also just like so calming and like you feel organized and like when you write it down it's like almost like mentally like I wrote it down I have to do it but like on your computer maybe this is like me being weird but I'm like I could just delete it like I could just click delete on my note and no one would know it was there but if you write it in a notebook you can't do that so I really like writing things down but I do do mostly digital simply because of convenience like I like to be able to pull it up like whenever I need to on my phone and stuff like that. Especially if I'm like on a rotation in the hospital, I'm not gonna have my planner out with me. But yeah, maybe I'll try to incorporate both in the future because I really do like writing things out. I feel like it's so almost like therapeutic and also like scratching something off feels so much better than just like deleting it off in your notes app. Yeah, I like using both. I have Google Calendar, which I have like my monthly, weekly, daily, etc. Mm-hmm. overview. But then I like having my passion planner and writing it out at the beginning of each week just so I can like be re-reminded of what my week mm-hmm. looks like. And again, it's really just like comforting writing it out in a way. Yeah. And it's fun Maybe to make I'll it pretty. <laughs> if you want it to like be written but digital, they have PDF templates for the iPad. Oh. So it's like a little mix of both. Hmm. Interesting thought as well. I don't know, maybe the new year will be the time to like start a new organizational habit. Like I know New Year's resolutions are kind of silly and everyone's like, just start whenever, but it just feels nice. I feel like especially with how 2020 went, (laughs) I feel like 2021, but I'm going to go in with like not such high expectations because I feel like we all went into 2020 that it was going to be the best year ever. I've been thinking about that so much lately. Like guys, obviously 2020 sucked. And for some people more than others, for sure. And I'm totally empathetic to that and don't mean to disinvalidate that by any means. But I feel like at least for myself and speaking to a lot of my friends as well as like followers, it's just been so monumental in terms of like personal growth, simply because we've always been so go, go, go. I mean, especially me, like I was always studying or doing extracurriculars or also, of course, having a balance and working out, baking, etc. But I like never really had time to just like sit with my thoughts And that was honestly so scary at first because like you had to face thoughts that you're like, oh, I don't like that thought. But then you also had to learn how to kind of change it and learn which thoughts you really did like and have more time to read and just like become your own best friend. Like I feel like I am a new person and like exponentially more happy with the person I am. So as much as it sucked, like I can't imagine what would have happened if we didn't have 2020. Honestly, same. And I think it's made me who I am right now. I think it's made everyone who they are right now, whether we went through periods of highs and lows, it really just shaped us to be better versions of ourselves and to be more grateful and present. And I think that's Mm -hmm. kind of awesome. And I feel like it was not to like get like religious here, but I feel like it was God's way to like tell us to just slow down and pause a little. I get it. I think it also like created almost like a disillusionment with like so many aspects of society that we just took for granted and never really questioned. And it brought up so many evidences of injustices happening in the world or just like got people to to question like, am I holding any beliefs that might not be serving me? Like, how can I actually change them? Sometimes we need to be quote unquote bored just to let these thoughts happen because imagine all of this, like all of these life-changing events were happening while you were working 12 hours a day and barely a time to breathe. You would have like scrolled on Instagram and been like, okay, that's sucks like reshared a pose but probably wouldn't have had the time to really sit with your thoughts and accept which ones aren't serving you anymore I totally agree on that and I feel as if as many people wouldn't have been involved in all like the political events that went on in the states and all the events that went around the world whether they were good or bad I feel that society wouldn't have been as invested in them if we were still working 
our full-time jobs and offices or being totally invested in school because as much as a lot of people were selfless, I feel like we were all very selfish and self-absorbed in what was going on in our own personal lives. And I feel that Mm -hmm. this allowed us to kind of open up our perspective and viewpoints and be like more empathetic and put ourselves in other people's shoes and what was going on in their lives opposed to our own and kind of fight for the injustices that we probably for the majority wouldn't have in the past. Yeah, I mean, I think it just like reminded us the carpet can be ripped out from under you at the drop of a hat. Like at the end of February, I was going on a trip with my friends to Calgary to like go to Banff, which is like a national park in Canada. And then like two weeks later, the world was shut down. Like I was on a plane two weeks before that we all thought things were going to be fine. And like in a split second, I think it all happened, I swear, in like the span of a week, which is always the craziest part. I was all supposed to go to Spain at the end of March and on Monday we were all like we're totally going it's gonna be fine like by Thursday not only was I not going to Spain like I was back home with my parents because like med school shut down and if med school shuts down you know things are real I think it just reminded us like enjoy today because you have no idea what tomorrow is gonna be like I remember that I remember when you thought you were still going to Spain yeah <laughs> I'm like it's only 500 cases a day guys like it's, it's fine, fine. <laughs> Oh, it's not fine, honey. It was not fine. We had no idea. I think it also reminds you, we can get off the the little pandemic tangent, but hopefully things will be better soon. There's a vaccine coming. And I mean, like, fingers crossed, just like everyone else will be back to somewhat normal soon. But there could be another pandemic at any point, right? So what we need to be thinking about is if this happens again, like, are you going to be happy with your life? Are you essentially happy with your bubble? Like, that's all that's really left at the end of the day, right? Like, who's still going to be there? Like, I lost contact or not contact, but was not as close with so many people. But the people who did stay in my life, like, I feel like those relationships are so much stronger now. So it really makes you realize what's important. And on more of a lighter note, to bring the mood a bit up because I feel like we've been talking about the pandemic a lot. But what would you say started your fitness and health journey and when do you think it really started? Hmm. Okay, well, I think like many other girls in high school or early university or even middle school, like just struggling with body image and having so many influences around you, whether it's social media, celebrities, or even your friends, it's super confusing to navigate for sure. So I think it was just in high school where like, I swear every other girl was on a new diet every week, someone was on a juice cleanse, someone was on keto, like everything under the moon. And I never really, really struggled with my weight growing up. I was definitely not super slim, but I guess I was just average and didn't really think much of it. But then everyone else being so conscious of around me I guess kind of made me super conscious of it so without even realizing I never like I don't think I even knew enough about like what restriction and dieting really was so I didn't realize that my habits were so bad but like I would eat like half of my meal instead of the full thing and I would just started saying that I'm super full and I would just tell my parents like no I'm full like my stomach hurts if I eat more and convinced myself of that like psychologically and I thought that was health but obviously looking back it was totally not but then I also started like I said like a healthy recipe page with my friend and like genuinely making like healthy recipes and eating them but I think just not eating enough so then come university I was pretty lean for at least like my size but then university I kind of stopped caring about all of that was going out more eating pizza that kind of thing and started gaining the weight back became super conscious of it and then I think that's when in a little bit of a slippery slope I like actually started to figure out what health really was and like how to eat properly and fuel your body to not only look your quote-unquote best because who cares what your best is but also to feel your best and like to eat for longevity and to eat for your brain and to eat for your mood so I feel like there was like two starts to my health journey but like one of them was not so legit And how would you say you kind of transitioned out of that diet culture mindset that you found yourself in into this place where you are eating more intuitively and as you said, eating for your mood and for your brain? Mm -hmm. Like, what do you think was the turning point or where do you think you really realized that you switched the path you're on? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's such a good question because uh, when I had my Instagram, like kind of similar to what I have now, but obviously a bit different when I was in undergrad, I thought that I was eating intuitively and I thought that like I was trying to fuel my body because 
I was sharing it online. So I wanted to share like what I wanted, I think, but I still had a lot of cognitive dissonance with it. And I would feel kind of guilty and stuff like that. Like it wasn't true intuitive eating at all and definitely wasn't that great. I think kind of when I started to slowly kind of fix that relationship with food was actually when I went completely plant-based for about six months. And right now I'm mostly plant-based. I'm just less restrictive because it's just not as good for my mindset. So I like eat dairy sometimes if I really want pizza, I eat fish, whatever, not the point but I went totally plant-based after the end of I think second year and be anyone who's plant-based knows that especially if you're a busy student studying which I was I was writing my MCAT like I mostly ate carbs because that's all that's really plant-based I was eating like pasta with tomato sauce for dinner like bagels and avocado for breakfast which obviously are not bad for you at all like actually I ate both of those things today <laughs> but I started not worrying about carbs and stuff like that because now I was eating plant-based and I did it mostly for like animals and the environment not as much for health reasons so because of that I had like a greater purpose to why I was picking my foods and less so about like calories and that totally shifted it for me and then both of those things haven't changed I'm still very both animal ethics conscious and environmentally conscious but also now I'm eating for like to live a long life to be healthy and like my motives are so different that calories and carbs and fats don't matter it's more so like is this a good ingredient and I think about what it can add to my life versus like what what can I eat to take away from when you get literal your size right I think it's a slow journey but it's really creating that separation between food and what you look like and realizing that food is something that's so powerful in the good ways I feel like your journey really impacted mine in a positive way and I'm sure you sharing that with your followers and like showing it really helps them if they were ever struggling so I just want to let you know that you're you're doing something right thank you I almost wish that like I said I kind of deleted my Instagram for a while and I wish I kind of kept it up so people could have really seen the transformation because again like I thought that I was that I was quote-unquote healthy at the time but looking back on it like almost scares me sometimes to be like whoa I can't even believe those thoughts went in my through my mind I'm sure you can relate you're like like I literally scare myself sometimes I swear the other week I like was just sitting and eating and I started feeling guilty for a second and I was like oh my god and I like started crying I'm like why am I thinking this and I'm just like okay go journal go to sleep like get it out of your mind but at the time you totally don't realize and I wish I could have documented more of that just like mindset shift because I swear it totally changed like all other aspects of my life Yeah, I have some old what I eat in a days on my YouTube channel or even if you just scroll down on my Instagram, you can totally see how and even in my highlights, how my mindset has changed around food, how I'm fueling myself, the types of foods I'm having, even like the language I was using, like it's totally changed. And that's so okay. Like, I feel like sometimes you might have to like, not that I wish this on anyone, but sometimes you might have to in any aspect of your life struggle a little bit or feel a little bit down so that you can kind of grow from it and become stronger and learn how to really cope with any feelings or occurrences where you may start to feel down and how to overcome that because I feel like if everything's always good you're not going to know how to tackle times in your lives that may not be so good or thoughts that may not be the best. I think I totally grew on one front like I think I had to reach my personal like rock bottom to like really scare myself like I have to get this together or like I will be miserable for the rest of my life but also like I think it's the fact that like growing up in middle school or high school no one ever taught you things like what you see on social media isn't real like I feel like that just wasn't talked about until like recent years really or like that how someone posing is just so different than what their body looks like and also no one talked about like what good nutrition was like no one taught you when you were 15 or 16 I don't even know what a carb was or what a fat was so like how was I supposed to make good decisions about that I was just listening to the advice of my friends who knew just as little as me and of course they they didn't they meant well they weren't trying to hurt me but like it was like the blind leading the blind right everyone's just like making things up that they read online but if we just had that integrated into like high school or middle school curriculum like imagine how much hardship we could save a terrifying amount of girls that deal with this like I swear it's every other person that you talk to has like yeah I've dealt with some food problems it's crazy yeah I feel that the school curriculum should be reformatted to include something around health and nutrition and mm-hmm. even also like financial literacy like <laughs> please help me <laughs> I still don't have any <laughs> 
be such a simple fix, especially for communities that don't really have as much access to that kind of education. Yeah, don't get me started. (laughs) What is one piece of advice you want to leave our listeners with? Ooh, okay. I don't even remember who said this quote, but I've had it on my phone forever. And it is the truly wise who can read about it and actually make a change in their lives. And I think we take in so much inspirational content every single day. And of course, that can get overwhelming. And everyone's able to read, everyone's able to have a conversation, but it's not everyone who's able to actively listen to something, realize that it's a beneficial piece of advice or a beneficial opinion or anything like that, and actually like integrate it into their lives and carry it with them. I swear, I literally have lists of quotes or thoughts on my phone that I that pass by my mind through different scenarios every single day and guide every single one of my decisions. And I think that's a huge part in kind of like how helping me develop this positive mindset as well as just like my success in both career and relationships and all of that is just like not forgetting what you listen to like if anything from today's podcast stuck with you like write it down and listen to it and think about it because otherwise what's the point of doing anything if we don't learn from it every day like you should try to better yourself every single day even if it's just a millimeter I love that we are as you said like exposed to so much and we consume so much so be mindful with what you're consuming Mm -hmm. because it can really impact you or it could it could if you apply it you have to let it. Well, I mean, of course, also make sure you take in good content and unfollow yes. toxic accounts, etc, cetera, etc. Cetera. But once you find that good content, like really listen, like I'll rewind podcast be like, no, I need to listen to that again. Let it sink in. And where can the listeners find you? You can find me on Instagram at Noam Raider Wellness. I actually recently changed my Instagram name. Very exciting. And then I'm by the same name on TikTok. And yeah, that's about it. If you want to look at my little clothing line, it's called Inclusive Health Collection. And that's on Instagram as well. But yeah, definitely follow me on there. Lots of thoughts. I ramble on my story all the time. And a lot of exciting things coming. So I would love to have you along. And thanks so much for having me today. Thanks for coming on. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode with Noam. If you guys enjoyed, make sure to rate, review, and subscribe as it really helps support the pod. I love you guys so, so, so much, and we'll chat soon. Bye. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc